Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, thanks for tuning in today to the Nun Report. Halfway through the week, we got Christmas coming up here in just a few days. And ay, 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 man. Um, <laughs> yesterday was wild, man, and it got even wilder this morning. We we're uh, looking at a state that has decided that they know best. They can decide who is on their ballot and who is not, even though he is qualified. Look, I'm just going to start out saying that Donald Trump is stronger today than he was yesterday before the Colorado Supreme Court ruling. And I'm going to try to demonstrate that throughout the show. But let me tell you, his poll numbers are going to go up every single time they try to distract, every single time they try to uh, to subvert our, our republic and our representative democracy. Every time they try to do that, it's obvious to everybody. It's obvious to the world. It's obvious to Americans. It's even obvious to Democrats. And uh, they, they don't seem to get that by trying to force him off the ballot. And this has been their strategy from the very beginning. They haven't been hiding this. They haven't been hiding this. They've been saying this since the very beginning. Remember, uh, be, I mean, they don't care. They don't care. They will burn this country down. They will burn it all down to remain in power. That is their goal, that, that is, to, is to remain in power. It doesn't matter. In fact, you must, from their way of thinking, you must first destroy a democracy to save a democracy. Because their, their battle cry is, oh, this is a battle for democracy and we're trying to save democracy. And you're trying to do that by keeping your political opponent off the ballot, by putting him in jail, by weaponizing the Justice Department the Department of Justice by using lawfare via court system to make sure that your candidates are the only ones on the ballot. And, you know, and, and you know, to say this, we're going to talk about him because this is what he's been waiting for. This is the only reason that he's still in the race. Because he's been told, look, just hang in there. Eventually, they're going to get Trump and then you'll be the nominee. And it's disgusting and it's sick. And when Trump is eventually elected president, DeSantis won't get within 100 miles of the White House. He will never be a part of a Trump administration, not after stabbing in the back like he has. This was Biden before Trump even announced that he was running for president. They already decided that he could never be in the White House again. And it doesn't matter why. But they're, they're going to do every single thing that they can to keep him out of the White House. This was Biden before Trump even declared he was running for president again. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. We must make sure that he just doesn't run. And then he had to throw in the caveat under under our Constitution. And they're trying to use the 14th Amendment, uh, specifically three, Article 3, Paragraph 3. And um, it, it doesn't, it's, it's not what it was intended for. It was intended to keep Confederate people from becoming uh, leaders in the new government once the Civil War was over. Uh, this was, is being used completely outside of what it was meant for. And again, we have a, a system where they've decided that 
the, the presumption of innocence doesn't mean doesn't mean shit. That, that we're just going to throw that out, and from now on, everybody is assumed guilty until they can prove their innocence. Okay, I guess Biden's guilty. We should throw him in fucking jail. We should indict him 91 times. We're charging with 91 crimes. Imagine what they've done. Look at what they've done to Trump. He threatens. They're so desperate. They're so scared. They He is so far outside of their control and the deep state system. And he threatens them so much. They've impeached Trump twice. Imagine that. They've impeached him twice. They've indicted him four times, charged him 91 times, and now they are trying to remove him from the ballot. In spite of all that, Trump's poll numbers are currently the highest they've ever been in the history of his political career. Higher than they've ever been his entire career. Oh, and guess who's the lowest? Biden. So the more they try to pull this bullshit, the higher in the polls Trump goes, the lower in the polls Biden goes, and, and, and they're just scratching their heads. I don't understand why this is happening. Because the American people are not as stupid as you believe them to be. That's all there is to it. You can't just sit there and tell the American people that they're dumb and do this over and over to them. They see what's going on. Foreign governments see what's going on. Here's the ruling that the Colorado Supreme Court put out. And this is, it was a long ruling, and there was, Within it, there was uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, talk about sedition and insurrection and violence. And then, but they self-admitted that this will probably have to go to the Supreme Court and have it decided there. It needs to end up in the Supreme Court. They need to whack this down and put a stop to it soon because other states are going to start jumping on board. In fact, California is already trying to jump on this bandwagon. Of course they are. That's what extreme commie Democrats do. This was the ruling. In this appeal from district court proceeding under, because remember, the uh, the district court already said that Trump did not, he did qualify for the ballot. He, he was not uh, guilty of insurrection. Therefore, they could not disqualify him from the United States Constitution. By the way, states, states have their own constitution. They aren't allowed to uh, just disqualify people based on the national constitution. This whole case, this whole, the, the whole under, under, Pins of this thing are complete and utter bullshit. In this appeal from a district court proceedings under the Colorado Election Code, the Supreme Court considers whether former President Donald J. Trump may appear on the Colorado Republican presidential primary ballot in 2024. A majority of the court, one, it was, a, it was one, one vote margin, all, all the extreme Democrats, the extreme commie Democrats, of course, Activist judges. A majority of the court holds that President Trump is disqualified from holding the office of president under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution. So now you have states interpreting the United States Constitution. Uh, Newsflash, interpretation of the United States Constitution is that of the Supreme Court of the United States, not the Supreme Court of the state of fucking Colorado. Because he is disqualified, They've decided he's disqualified under the U.S. Constitution. A bunch of uh, power-hungry state judges. Uh, Because he's disqualified, it would be a wrongful act under the election code for the Colorado Secretary of State to list him as a candidate on the presidential primary ballot. The court stays the ruling until January 4, 2024, subject to any further appellate proceedings. Now, it, it did go on to say further in the ruling that if the Supreme Court even in, 
indicates that they, if they say they're going to consider it, that would extend the stay. That 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 would uh, trigger the uh, appeal to an appellate uh, proceeding. So all all the Supreme Court has to do is indicate that yes, we're going to consider this case. Not that yes, we will take this case. Yes, we will decide on this. All they have to do is say yes, we will consider this, and uh, and then the stay remains in place and Trump will remain on the ballot as he should. So you might, people might be thinking, well, who, who started this lawsuit and what is going on here? George Soros has his uh, well-funded, the tunes of millions of dollars organizations throughout the country. This is one. They call themselves CREW, C-R-E-W. This is their president, Noah Bookbinder. President of the, and CREW stands for Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. They call themselves a watchdog group for ethics and whatnot. Uh, they only, however, file lawsuits and complaints against conservatives and Republicans. Hmm. They're not exactly uh, bipartisan. Anyway, uh, he's a former federal uh, corruption prosecutor fighting for an ethical democracy. So he's deciding what an ethical democracy is. Shortly after the ruling, he this was his first tweet he put, we just won before the Colorado Supreme Court in our challenge to keep Donald Trump off the ballot as disqualified under the 14th Amendment for engaging in an insurrection. A huge moment for democracy. Again, you must destroy democracy and remove people's rights, such as innocence, the presumption of innocence until proven guilty. You must subvert basic rights and the Constitution and the democracy in order to save it. He says more to come soon. He continued, the court's decision is not only historic and justified, but is necessary to protect the future of democracy in our country. Our Constitution clearly states that those who violate their oath by attacking our democracy are barred from serving in government. I think we need to get rid of Joe Biden right now then, because he's certainly attacking our democracy. In fact, in fact, let's rock. Let's rock. I think Joe Biden should be taken off the the ballot in Texas for allowing 8 million illegals to invade this country, thereby threatening our national security. He has facilitated the invasion of this country by a foreign army. Therefore, President Biden cannot be on the ballot. We must take him off. He should be taken off in every single Republican state. If this is the game we're going to play, if this is what we're going to do, if this is how it's going to be, so be it. Let's fucking rock. Let's do it. Vivek Ramaswamy came out. The only leader, the only person with even an ounce of, he, he has he has more integrity and moral standards and leadership in his little pinky than all of the other Republican candidates combined, excluding Donald Trump. These weak establishment people, the Sanctus, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, they're part of the establishment. They are part of the system. They're not America first candidates. They're not outsiders. They are deep state insiders. And they're going to just go along with whatever. The Sanctus is sitting on the sidelines just waiting for Trump to end up in jail or be disqualified from the ballot so that he can step in. It's the only reason he's still there. 
He's a snake in the grass. He's a piece of shit. And, you know, people like Kirk Schlichter and D.C. Drano, who won't even look at a guy like Vivek Ramaswamy, he's the only guy who came out and denounced us. And he did it right away. He did it distinctly. He did it succinctly. He articulated exactly what he meant. And he did it within a couple of hours of the ruling. Meanwhile, everybody was crickets until late in the day or early this morning. And we're going to see what they had to say. But first, they have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we the people select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing, or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. That's really what's at stake. Whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country. Yes, it would be easier for other Republicans like me who are running in this race to say, hey, if Trump is sidelined, there's our opportunity. No doubt other candidates are probably privately celebrating with their corporate sponsors. Of course they are. That's not the right thing to do. I think the most useful thing that every GOP candidate can do right now is to join me in that pledge. I'll say that I will. With- yeah. And and then you have those. I mean, even Matt Walsh, man, I, I was he's like unpopular opinion but uh this is not what we do then you're playing right into their hands because we're gonna fall out it's so funny and and uh, in fact i i I wish i could pull up that tweet i should have i should have saved that tweet because uh it was just so so uh how do i say Uh, let me take a look here i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to look it up here real quick because it's funny What he said, Matt Walsh said this. He he reposted that exact video that I just played. And he said, unpopular opinion, but I don't think this is the right move. You aren't punishing the left by withdrawing from the ballot. If anything, you're just encouraging them to keep doing this kind of thing. A protest has to hurt the enemy or it's totally ineffective. How does this hurt the enemy? I don't know, Matt. What's your... What's your alternative? Just let them get away with it and do whatever the hell they want as far as taking candidates off the ballot and then do nothing? Is that your alternative, Matt Walsh? Now, don't get me wrong. I agree with Matt Walsh a lot. I think he's got a really cool beard. I I, I think he's got a good shtick going on with his intellectual bullshit and all that. And he definitely has a cool thing with Daily Wire. Having said that, to come out and criticize the only GOP candidate who stepped up to the plate and criticized what the caller, the first one and the only one to come up and call bullshit on what the Colorado Supreme Court did. And Matt Walsh's response is unpopped. Maybe he's just trying to get click. Maybe it's just clickbait. 
Maybe he's just trying to get people to, to respond on his Twitter so he makes some money from the ad dollars. You know, be reactionary. Unpopular opinion. What do you think? You know, it's sad when you, you see, you know, what I would consider, you know, conservative leaders and people with strong, large platforms and podcasts go and start playing that game. And, uh, and I hope I never do. And if I do, please call me out. Please call me out if I ever start playing that game. You know, I don't certainly don't intend to. I know people get caught up in emotions. Maybe he thought he was being cute. Maybe he thought he had a spur of the moment great idea. I think it's idiotic. A lot of people called him out on it, and rightly so, I believe. Because if you're going to sit there and offer a critique like that without providing an alternative action, then what's your point? Basically, he's saying, no, everybody just stay in and let the Colorado Supreme Court do whatever they want and don't make any statement at all. Well, I disagree. I think that this is making a huge statement. I think that by Vivek calling for everybody to drop out, by him pulling out, that that provides a a, uh, a, 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 a statement to Colorado, to patriots, to everybody, that we will not let this stand. We will not participate in a fraudulent primary. We will support each other. And this is the key. This is the key. You know why Republicans lose? Because of this. Because they will not stand up and lockstep as a party and support each other against the deep state activism that is happening and against the lawfare that is happening. Instead, they're selfishly thinking about themselves to Sanctus, Nikki Haley, Donut Crispy Christie. Instead of thinking about what's best for America, how best to stand up in unison as a team against the deep state. No, no. You just let the deep state do whatever you want. And Matt Walsh, shame on you. Shame on you. And what's interesting is what I just read and Matt Walsh said is exactly what Ron DeSantis said. The 2024 presidential candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy, saying he will remove himself from the Colorado ballot unless Trump's eligibility is restored. Would you do the same? No, I think that's just playing into the left. Um, I think the case will get overturned by the Supreme Court. But I've qualified for all the ballots. I'm competing in all the states, and I'm going to accumulate the delegates necessary. And there you go. Matt Walsh and Ron DeSanctimonious are in lockstep with each other and have the same opinion that they need to just stay in there. And, and then, Ron, oh, I, I qualified for all the primaries, and so I'm going to compete. You know what? You know who else qualified in all the primaries? Donald Trump. And, and his, this is, his, you know, he tried to, here's, here's how he tried to toe the line. He's sitting on a fence with a picket up his ass. I think it'll get turned over by the U.S. Supreme Court. Instead of condemning it for what it is, which is total lawfare to try to take out a political opponent who's leading in the polls massively, 
who you fear will take the White House back, who you have stated and committed that you would never let back into the White House under any circumstances. Instead of condemning that, you may as well just support it. What a weak, weak man. Ron DeSanctimonious is not a leader. He's had success in Florida because he has a rubber-stamped Congress. Washington, D.C. will chew him up or, more likely, he will capitulate to the left in order to get something done. In order to get something done. The GOP of Colorado came out. Vivek said he's going to, well, I'm just going to withdraw. I'm not going to participate in the primary until Trump is reinstated. The Colorado Republican Party came out with this. This was a direct response to Vivek's statement and tweet. You won't have to because we will withdraw from the primary as a party and convert to a pure caucus system if this is allowed to stand. This has deep, far-reaching consequences. And uh, I don't, I don't, I think we need to understand the moment that we're in. That, that you have I mean, Sean Parnell, man, he, he's he's been talking about this. Understand the moment that we are in. Understand that they will burn it all down to maintain power and control. They have thrown the Constitution out. They are using lawfare to persecute political opponents that they that they feel uh, you know wield power and are a threat to the status quo, a threat to the deep state, a threat to them. They'd love to have DeSanctimonious as president because they would own him. They would own him. They already do. The big corporations already do. But uh, it's not just Republicans that are in, in, well, America first conservatives, I should say. uh, It's hard to use the term Republican anymore to encompass everyone within the Republican Party. But even a Democrat came out, RFK Jr., and said this. Trump blocked from the ballot in Colorado when a court in another a country disqualifies an opposition candidate from running, we say, that's not a real democracy. Now it's happening here. And to echo that, oh, but that's what Putin said. Putin said it just a, a couple of days ago, that the rest of the world was looking on and laughing and saying, the United States now has no position. They're polit- they are persecuting a political opponent, their political opposition. They have no place telling the rest of the world or lecturing the rest of the world on what a democracy is. The president of El Salvador echoed that. He said, the United States has lost its ability to lecture any other country about democracy. The Biden regime has completely delegitimized our republic, our standing in the world, our ability to project our influence to countries in the name of democracy because they're completely making a farce of it at this point. As I said earlier, you must first destroy the democracy in order to save it. That is what they're trying to tell you. When they tell you we're going to take out a political opponent in order to save democracy, it's it's a complete, it's an oxymoron. It's a complete oxymoron. 
And other people or other states are going to start to jump on the Colorado ruling. California already has. And California has come out and they have said this. Their lieutenant governor has sent a letter to the secretary of state and uh, truncated a little bit just for time. But uh, she said, and again, this is the lieutenant governor of California. Uh, Secretary Weber, based on the Colorado Supreme Court ruling in Anderson versus Griswold, I urge you to explore every legal option to remove former President Donald Trump from California's 2024 presidential primary ballot. California must stand on the right side of history. California is obligated to determine if Trump is ineligible, ineligible for the California ballot for the same reason described in Anderson. The Colorado decision can be the basis for a similar decision here in our state. The Constitution is clear. You must be 40 years old and not be an insurrectionist. (laughs) Oh, that's what it says in the Constitution. You must be 40 years old and not be an insurrectionist. Who, Who decided that Trump was an insurrectionist? He hasn't even been charged with insurrection. Nothing. 91 charges. Okay, four indictments, 91 charges, not a single one of them is for insurrection. And you've got rogue states, extreme commie Democrat states out there saying, well, he's an insurrectionist. Really? Well, the legal system hasn't found him guilty of an insurrection. The Justice Department, nobody has even charged him with insurrection. In fact, not a single J6 protester has been charged with insurrection. Not one. But President Biden, of course, he thinks that Trump's an insurrectionist. This was today. Trump an insurrectionist, sir? Well, I think it's self-evident. You saw it all. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies or let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. No question about it. No question about it. Just repeat the same lie. Make the lie big enough. Repeat it often enough until all the useful idiots out there repeat it for you. And then everybody just believes it as fact, even though there's no factual basis in it whatsoever. That's, uh, That's what they do. just making a mark making a mark on my video i do have a button to do that but i can never i can never remember which one it is that does that i need to uh i need to i need to uh research that and make sure i got it right because there's i've got a little thing in my obs studio where all i have to do is hit a button and it will uh save the time mark and date and i just uh still learning this stuff it's been a fun experience but remember uh They've been saying this for a long time. I mean, MAGA extremism is a horrible thing. Jen, you know, I uh, led the building of a Holocaust museum. Uh, The rhetoric that's being used by Donald Trump, the rhetoric that's being used by some of the MAGA extremists is rhetoric that was used in the 1930s in Germany. Mm I I am very concerned about the direction of the country if we see policies like what Donald Trump is espousing uh, come to light. Like securing the border, like eliminating the bureaucracy, like getting rid of corruption in the FBI. 
like eliminating the Department of Education, which has done nothing but produce lower and lower test scores ever since it was founded and spent more money while doing it. Those sorts of things are, that's the kind of stuff that Nazis talked about. Like securing the border and not letting an invasion happen. But remember, they've always, their their point has always been to remove Donald Trump so from the ballot whether no matter what. It is a court that determines he's unfit to hold office because he took up uh, force against our uh, Constitution or mobilized a mob against our Constitution uh, or because the electorate throws him out. Uh, I don't think it really matters if he's unfit to hold office. Um, we should all be encouraged by any action that makes it less likely that he will return to the presidency. So no matter what, we should be encouraged that if he's unfit for office, all right, who decides if he's unfit for office? The media? The opposing party? That's who decides. So by that standard, if the opposing party and the media can decide that somebody's unfit for office, we're not a representative republic anymore. You know who decides who's fit or unfit for office? We the people, nobody else, no court, no politician, no justice department, no state Supreme court, no political activists, no Soros, no certainly Joe Biden. No, we are a representative Republic. It is we, the people who decide who is fit and not fit to lead us. It's that simple. But, you know, those extreme commie Democrats and stuff, they love... You know, what's funny is uh, we're going to get to the weird part of the show here for a minute. And then we're going to talk about the border. I do want to talk about what's going on in the border because it's it's a big part of what is going on. I mean, the, the, the replacement, the great replacement is happening. I'm not even going to use the word theory after it anymore. The great replacement is in process. And if you want to condemn Trump for using the figure of speech that, that, you know, the blood is being diluted or whatever it is, he said, you know, so what? Whatever. Whatever. It's a figure of speech. Our culture and our society cannot stand this level of immigration that we haven't had this level of immigration since since the early 1900s. Over 10 percent of the country uh, of the population of the United States is a non-citizen right now. 40 million were not born here. You can't dilute a culture like that and expect to survive as a nation, at least not in any recognizable form. But the Simpsons, it's funny. I I don't watch the show, but I do see clips pop up now and then. and, And it's weird how shows like these sometimes predict the future. This is what they, this is from an episode, I don't know when, but... It was a while ago. Check it out. I'll be back. You can't keep the Democrats out of the White House forever. And when they get in, I'm back on the streets with all my criminal buddies. <laughs> and a lot of that truth is happening. So uh, continuing the, with the weirdness here, um, Kamala Harris decided to uh, make an appearance again. She's there. They're. Biden cannot maintain a hardcore campaign schedule and be coherent 
He'll probably do more harm than good. So they've decided that Kamala Harris is going to be their spokesperson. She's launching out on some sort of uh, uh, tour to kill babies or something like that. And then she's also saying they're going to try to put her out there on more and more shows. And I hope that they do, because when they do, these are the types of things that she has to say. I, more word salad from Kamala Harris. This I, I really feel dumber for having watched this, but it's kind of part of my job. But because I had to, this falls in the category of because I had to, you have to as well. I have been fortunate and blessed to, during the course of being vice president have many situations where it becomes clear to me that there are, you know, people of every age and, and gender, by the way, who see something about being the first that lets them know they don't need to be um, limited by other people's limited um, understanding of who can do what. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> At a certain point, just shut the fuck up. But, I mean, what I really want to know, uh, Kamala, is uh, have you been unburdened by what has been? I can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been, you know? What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened? By what has been. What we can see, what we believe can be, unburdened by what has been. What can be, unburdened by what has been. What can be, unburdened by what has been. What can be. <laughs> It's no wonder the rest of the world is laughing at us. That uh, that is something else, man. Unburdened by what has been, what can be. I mean, good lord. Um, <laughs> moving on now. Um, you know, I, I do have one more thing to say on this. It, it's the, the election thing. It, it's interesting that those who uh, condemn and abhor the thought of any real election of form and, and label it as disenfranchising voters, such as, oh, I don't know, having to prove that you're an actual U.S. citizen in order to vote with voter ID. It, it, the people who oppose that are the ones who are perfectly fine with taking their political opponent off of the ballot. It's it's, it's 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 a bizarre, bizarre world we live in. The border has been surrendered. We have... Some estimates are close to 10 million. I, I We can be conservative and say for sure 8 million have come across since Biden took office. They're coming across at a rate now faster than at any time in history. Just recently, 12,400 in a single day. A single day. And December is typically a slower year. But the, the, Biden, the Biden administration does nothing. They do nothing. And the record numbers continue to go. This country is being conquered. You used the right word. We are being conquered. This is a complete resettlement of America in real time. It took hundreds of years, going back long even before our founding, going back all the way to the earliest days of the colonies in America, to slowly build everything that we have. 
And now when you have millions of people coming in from different cultures and different ways of living and different belief systems, they're going to take those belief systems with them to America. So a generation from now, I am telling you, Jesse, people will not know the country that they are living in. These consequences are permanent. Unless there is massive, large-scale deportations by the millions, it will be irrevocable. Yeah. So, Because what do you do? Once it's done, it's done. And why are they just standing by and letting it happen? I mean, we've got to get these people out. You know, Kamala Harris, I do agree with her on one thing. This is the most important election. We know we say that every cycle, but this is the, the most important. They're just standing by and letting tens of millions of people illegally come into this country. You know, every election cycle, we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. This one is. I agree. I agree. Because if we don't stop this, if we don't stop what you guys are doing, and they just project, man. They sit there, oh, the extreme MAGA Republicans are against democracy while they're destroying democracy. Oh, the extreme MAGA Republicans want to disenfranchise voters while they are disenfranchising voters. Oh, the extreme MAGA Republicans are defunding border security. No, we just don't want to give you money to process people into the country faster. They're fucking insane. Insane. Eagle Pass has seen some of the worst illegal crossings. Because I'm not going to call these people migrant. If, If you're legitimately being persecuted in your country, if you're legitimately fleeing you know, threat or death or persecution. Make your case before you come in. Seek asylum in a third country, making your case to enter the United States as it's supposed to be done. If you are in this country illegally, you need to go. And if that means rounding people up into regional centers for massive deportations by the millions, I'm down for that. I'm fine. That extreme commie Democrats talk about that as if it's a bad thing. To not allow people whose first act in this country was to break the law by entering illegally. It's getting bad. Check it out. Fox's alert. I want to give you a live look at what's happening down there in Eagle Pass, Texas, okay? Border agents there are calling this the worst they've ever seen in terms of migrants coming across. And these, these, these images are just incredible. You'll remember the people trying to get on the train last week. The people that got on the train, that's who those people are right now that are sitting. And then in the meantime, they're shutting down commerce. Union Pacific Radio uh, Railroad is pissed off because they can't. There's two places now where they can't conduct commerce and move their goods around. They have customers that are pissed off because the trains can't use their tracks. They've shut them down so they can move in more border patrol and move in more people to process the illegals faster. Why are we even processing them? They need to get the fuck out. Right? Hey, Vivek. Right? Oh man. They need to they need to they need to just get out. Um and here's another one. 
from another report from Eagle Pass. Uh, record numbers we crossing. Have and the numbers just keep getting worse. Those 12,600 encounters you mentioned, that is the highest single-day total ever recorded, beating the previous record just a couple of weeks ago. And Eagle Pass is just getting completely overrun. Take a look at this video. Uh, a contact on the ground there sent us last night thousands upon thousands of migrants camped out waiting uh, to be processed by Border Patrol. I can tell you I've spent hundreds of days in Eagle Pass over the last couple of years. I've never seen the situation that bad there. Uh, and it is still going on this morning. Take a live look at our Fox News drone over Eagle Pass right now. You can see masses of migrants still camped out there. There are, and Within this is a contingency. Sure, some of these people are looking for a better life. Some of them are looking for better victims because they're criminals. And I'm, I'm going to get into that in a minute. Uh, but it's not just what happens when they come across. It's what they leave behind. And this is just one section of the border. And you can see all the garbage, all the fill, everything that's left behind. And we need to spend... Where's 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 the environmental people uh, protesting this? Where are they? Where are the extreme commie Democrats when it comes to this? All of this garbage and filth and waste, litter left behind, destroying the environment. They don't want a wall because the wall is going to fuck up the environment. But yet this is perfectly okay. And to top it off, I mean, this makes homeless encampments in Seattle look hospitable. And... To top it off, we're going to have to pay to remove all that shit. We're going to have to, we have to hire people to go in there. We have to clean it up. We have to dispose of it all. Exposing people to, I mean, who knows what's in those bags? Disease? Waste, human waste, feces, drugs, needles? I don't know. I wouldn't want to touch it. And uh, the sadder part of the story is what's happening after they're allowed to illegally come into the country, after they've been processed, after they've been given their free cell phones, their food voucher cards, their little welcome kit from Department of Homeland Security. Vivek has something to say about it, too. Vivek, I tell you what, he's right on a lot of stuff. I don't care what any of you think, man. I am, Vivek is the real deal. I have done a deep dive into this guy. I've gone all the way back to when his parents came in. I've read his books. I've read his, I've read biographies on him. I've listened to him speak since the time he was in high school. I've watched him interact with his family. I've seen him on the campaign trail. I've seen his work ethic. I've studied the successes of his entrepreneurial enterprises. He's the real deal. So we're seeing a few things happening today at the border. One is the largest number of illegal migrants crossing at Eagle Pass, Texas. And another is now reports that Delta Airlines is now being used to provide some premium flights to those illegal migrants that have come across that southern border. I visited Eagle Pass about a couple months ago. It's not like what you expect. It's not like these people are crossing that southern border and then our border patrol is chasing them down. No, it's not working that way. Our own Customs and Border Patrol and our own federal officials are facilitating it, processing them, basically taking an asylum claim at face value, just checking that box 
for an asylum court date that could be two, three, four, five years out into the future. That's what's happening. And now they're actually closing down commerce, closing down people who are on railroads and otherwise to be redirected to help process these migrants. That's what's going on in this country. That's not America first. That's America last. I mean, it is America last. And that people can't see that. It's just it's just astounding to me. And um, Vivek's got it right. And they are we are processing people. The U.S. government is human trafficking on a massive scale. They're letting these illegals come in. Lot military aged males. They're transporting kids around the country without their parents across state lines. Is that not by their definition, human trafficking? So the story, once they come across the border illegally, once they claim uh, asylum, which they're not even supposed to do here, they're supposed to do it in a third party. That's, that's what the remain in Mexico policy was all about. Then we move them about the country. A lot of that is done via airplane. Some of it's done with buses. A lot of it's done via plane. And we're paying for that. We can't even... Americans are having a hard time affording gas, affording energy to heat their homes, whether it's electric or oil or propane. Affording groceries. Eggs are going to go back up again, by the way, because of some uh, avian flu. But then we have to pay to move these illegals wherever they want to go. Oh, where do you want to go? I want to go to Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Seattle, San Francisco, wherever. Okay, just we're going to put you on a bus and take you to the airport. We're going to put you onto a plane. And Delta Airlines is a big part of that. Check I'm it out. I'm at the Phoenix airport right now. I'm waiting to board my flight to New York, uh, to JFK. And it looks like we have a whole lot of migrants who are also boarding this flight that the U.S. taxpayers are paying for. This is what the U.S. taxpayers are paying for right here. Premium seats on Delta that they have people coming here. We're paying for this, shipping them out to New York City because guess what? Everywhere else is at capacity. So they have these sanctuary cities like New York that they're now shipping these migrants to that we're all paying for. And then if you have, if you have legit... Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are times when they when they move minors around legitimately where there's not a, you know, where it's not a, um, you know, there, there's nothing nefarious going on. And if that's true, then why would you hide that information? And the next little clip I'm going to show you, excuse me. I have been fortunate uh, and blessed to, uh, during the course of being vice president. Not that one. I certainly don't want to show you that. That's the word salad again. Man, my brain still hurts from that. Hey, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's some contractors uh, that bring children and move them around the country, but yet these, these don't look like kids. This video is very disturbing. So um, I started following this Twitter account. It's great. Uh, this was the tweet, and they, they were down there. They took the video and didn't get a lot of response from the contractors that were moving children around in an airport at 3 in the morning. Why are they moving them in the middle of the night? Or... From the uh, from the agents that were there too, they just laughed. Oh, this is America! Uh, Welcome to America. They tweeted: Contractors caught moving minors through Valley International Airport at 3 a.m. 
We confronted federal contractors escorting miners through Valley International Airport at 3 a.m. They tried to block our camera and told us, welcome to America. A nearby Border Patrol agent smiled at us and said, it happens every day. It's America. Every day, contractors escort infants, children, and minors from federal holding facilities to sponsors across America. This sounds like human trafficking to me and happens to look like it as well. Where are you guys moving these kids to? Do you guys have paperwork for these kids? Don't worry about it. You know, a third of these kids go missing. You guys know anything about this? About these guys moving these kids through the airport? Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. It's America. It's America. It's America. Yeah, what are you guys doing? Now check this out. Yeah, I can film this in a public place, brother. Where are you guys moving these kids to? None of your business. Where are you guys moving these kids to? Huh? But do you guys have paperwork for these kids? None of your business, Papa. Is this guy a gang banger or what? I am worried about it. I am worried about it. You know, a third of these kids go missing. A third of these kids go missing. Wow. This the truth? It is. Correct. That's according to the New York Times article. One third of these kids are dropped off at this spot. I mean, this looks like these look like grown men though. How old are these kids? You guys work for Compass Connections? Compass Connection is a NGO, a, a contractor, a non-government organization that they hire to move these kids around the country and others. Uh, so again, the Biden regime, human trafficking children around the country. Huh? Say so. Yes or no? Okay, that's fine. Well, this is a public place. I'm allowed to film here. You do whatever you want to do, that's fine. Okay. Why are you guys so secretive? I'm so curious. Like, What's the big secret here? Hello. She's like, you know more than us, so. Huh? She's like, you know more than us, so you tell us. Okay, I just don't understand. Why are you hiding your face, man? What's the big secret? Hey, amigo. Amigo. This is weird. Check this out. Amigos. You tell these kids not to talk, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Yo, amigo. Damn, man. What's going on here? Hey, can I ask you guys a question? I'm, I'm just filming for my own safety. You guys know anything about this? About, about these guys moving these kids to the airport? Straight up. It's America. That's America. Is to allow these illegals to come in the country. Now, these particular kids, they got on film there, we're older. And it's interesting, they refused to talk, so they were instructed, obviously, don't say a word. We're your sponsors. We're going to take care of you and get you to where you need to go. A lot of these kids, the older ones, their final destination is to go to become drug dealers on the streets of America, to deal in fentanyl, to deal in sexual slavery, to pay off their debt for coming to America. Some of them are cartel members that are infiltrating the United States of America. I'm not trying to say that these kids were, but some of them are. And about a third of them end up in in sex trafficking. Now, these three young men, 
And and they, they, they certainly weren't boys. They were young men, even if they were still under 18. I wonder why they're coming in. And I wonder why it's being done at 3 a.m. so secretly. And I wonder why they've been instructed not to talk and why the people handling them, the government contractors, were being so silent. Anyway, hey, we got a lot to, um, I'm going to close this up. We got a lot at stake here this year. And I hope that, I hope you understand the moment. I hope that you will participate in the process and not allow the extreme commie Democrats to do which, what they want to do, which is turn this country into a one-party uh, totalitarian state. That's absolutely what they want to do. And we need to stick together and stand up against a deep state, regardless of what we may think about other opposition in the same party, DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Donut Christie. In the end, when it comes to the important issues, like what Colorado has tried to do by taking their primary political opposition off their primary ballot, those are the times we need to stand together against the deep state. And I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted that the other GOP candidates did not. The only one to stand up and stand in solidarity and stand with Trump and against the deep state, stand in solidarity with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights was Vivek Ramaswamy. Everybody else just kind of, they were either crickets or they were just kind of, they, they hemmed and hawed and gave a safe on the fence, pick it up your ass answer. I'm not okay with that. And I, I can't support somebody that does that. I will support Vivek Ramaswamy after Donald Trump before I ever supported any one of those other candidates. Having said that, come 2024, whoever the eventual Republican nominee is, Everyone, and I mean every single Republican, every conservative, every America First patriot, get to the polls. And if it means you've got to plug your nose while you pull the lever for whoever the eventual GOP candidate is, that's what we have to do. It's about advancing the ball down the field. It's about at least, you know, stopping them on fourth down instead of allowing them to continue on with what they're doing. And uh, and I hope everybody gets that. I hope you understand that. Our border's got to close. I'm still for the, I'm, I'm going to advocate for this once again. And, and I'm probably, well, I'm definitely going to do it some more. And that is not make America great again. Make America invincible. Donald Trump, 2024. Vivek Ramaswamy, 2028 and 2032. Build a strong, patriotic, America-first nation that can that, that can never be taken down. So not, not make America great again. America's already great. Let's make America invincible. All right, man. Hey, thanks for thanks for checking it out. If you've just been uh, if you've just been on listening on one of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. All my videos are up there. I'd appreciate a follow. And then if you do watch the videos, which I hope you will go ahead and give me a thumbs up on there. That's called a rumble. I encourage you to check out rumble. 
not just for the podcasts that are on there, and there are, it's a free speech alternative to YouTube. I think you should check it out. And um, I'm on all the socials at thenunreport.com, except for Twitter, because uh, Twitter, I couldn't get the. And so on Twitter, I'm just at nunreport, as you see popping up on your screen right there right now. And uh, or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. One stop, one shop. You can link into everything right there. Anyway, hey, thanks a lot for watching. And uh, as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.